You're listening to the following program on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network, where independent creators and fans of fantasy, sci-fi, horror, and gaming meet to create, stream, and support the shows that they love. Creator-distributed, fan-supported, that's TFN. Find this and many more great programs at watch.thefantasy.network slash audio. Stephen D. Sullivan and St. Euphoria present... Atomic Tales! Stories of science, mystery, and excitement. This episode features the latest installment in our fantastic original series, Strange Invaders. Tonight, Agents 1, 2, and 7 get in over their heads while investigating strange cattle deaths out west in... Mansect! Join us now as we present another in our continuing series of... Atomic Tales! White-hot pain shot through me, and my pistol clattered to the messy lab floor as the scimitar-sized insect claw stabbed into my right shoulder. Ray! Agent 2 shouted, taking aim from where he lay on the paper-strewn concrete. The bug monster had decked him before stabbing me. Never mind me, I grunted, trying to pull away from the thing. Just shoot it! Ace hesitated, clearly thinking he couldn't blast it without nailing me, too. The creature was shaped like a man, but didn't look remotely human, aside from the white lab coat and ragged pants that draped its hideous form. A pair of bulbous, multifaceted bug eyes stared from its misshapen head. Its pincer mouth snapped hungrily, scant inches from my face. The thing's skin looked like armor, and its feet terminated in twin talons. One of its arms ended in a human-like hand, the other in a single long claw embedded in my shoulder. I lurched forward, butting my head into its ugly mug. Its mandibles gouged a scrape across my forehead, but the blow seemed to stun it, and I managed to pull myself out of the monster's grip. I staggered back, overturning a rack of metal shelves as I tried to stanch my shoulders bleeding with my other hand. Beakers smashed on the floor, spilling God only knows what chemicals. Two's automatic barked, the flare from its muzzle momentarily illuminating the dimly lit room, but the shot ricocheted off of the humanoid bug's armored carapace. The mansect, there was no other word for this abomination, came at me, its deadly claw dripping with my blood. Bellevue, Colorado hadn't looked like a place where I might die when Agents 2, 7, and I arrived a few short hours ago. Runway built for crop dusting, probably. Agent 7 commented on our approach to the narrow airstrip nestled in the bucolic countryside. Not much else. 2 added as he touched us down on the bumpy tarmac. The Bureau had a Dodge Power Wagon waiting for us. Not the usual Studebaker. Good thing I like you boys, because that front seat is pretty cozy for three. Seven remarked. Unless one of you wants to ride in the back. She jangled the truck's keys as she said it. Shotgun! Agent two called. I didn't object. As Agent one, I outranked them both, but I liked ruthless Ruth Donlevy, and riding shoulder to shoulder with her was definitely not the worst thing in the world. I'm going to check on those unusual cattle deaths. She announced as we got going. Drop us in town on your way, I said. 
Ace and I will talk to the locals, see if we can find out about the cattle, the saucer sightings. All the usual stuff. Agent 2, Buster Ace Freeman, concluded. Seven dropped us off and we chatted up the townsfolk. Bellevue isn't a big place, just a cluster of western-style buildings with some small, outlying farms. With the recent mysterious cattle deaths, they were glad to have us federal agents around, though the locals remained wary. They were wary of both strangers and of each other. However, they were most suspicious of a local scientist, Dr. Vince Hedison, who'd lately become very secretive. Some folks even speculated that Hedison might be the weird figure seen sneaking through the nearby fields and around the edges of town at night. He'd come to Bellevue to help the locals with crop and livestock yields. At first, that had seemed to be working out. Now, people weren't so certain. Ruth was still out checking the cattle, but Hedison's place lay close enough for me and Agent 2 to hike to it. The scientist's house was an old two-story ranch with a newer barn-like metal structure at the rear. The front door hung open, banging in the dusty breeze. A faint, acrid odor raised the hair on the back of my neck. Something smells funny. Two confirmed. Dr. Hedison? I called as we entered. Are you home? Is everything okay? Getting no answer, we did a quick sweep of the house. The trappings of everyday life lay in disorganized heaps throughout. Eventually, we discovered a steel door at the back. To his lab, I'm thinking, I deduced. Ace nodded. In silent agreement, we both drew our guns. We knocked, but only a metallic echo replied. It's not locked, I noted. Let's take a look. The door creaked open, and we cautiously advanced into a cluttered laboratory, a big room lit only by scattered, dust-covered skylights. The equipment looked almost like the Terragon setup, seeming to have every piece of gear imaginable as well as cages of numerous sizes and examining tables big enough for a horse or a slaughtered cow. Naturally, the light switch didn't work. Dr. Hedison! Two called. You in here? U.S. Science Bureau, we need to talk to you. Only a faint skittering sound gave us any warning of the attack. The pain in my wounded shoulder flared as the mansect bore in on me, jaws clacking, scythe-like arm raised for the kill. I stumbled over the fallen shelving. I had nowhere left to retreat. Two's gun lit the semi-darkness once more. His shot found a vulnerable spot in the monster's left knee. The mansect staggered but didn't go down. It turned on my partner. Ace fired again and the monster chittered angrily as the shot bounced off its shoulder, missing the exposed joint. Two backed up, taking better aim, but he misjudged the length of the thing's claw. It lashed out, whip-like, and sent him sprawling to the floor, unconscious. The mansect turned toward me once more, greenish drool dripping from its clicking jaws. I gauged the distance to my fallen automatic. I can shoot left-handed, but I wasn't sure I could reach it. I ignored the pain in my shoulder and coiled every muscle in my body to try. Hey, you! A feminine voice called. My foe wheeled at the sound, just as ruthless Ruth Donleavy tossed a beaker full of something into the mansect's ugly face. The monster screeched as a cloud of broken glass and chemicals enveloped its bug-like head. I took a step toward Agent Seven and then staggered and fell, twitching to the ground. Seven grinned. You guys all right? Getting there, Ace moaned, staggering to his feet. Been better, I replied. As my fellow agents helped me up, I asked, What did you do to it, Ruth? Chloroform. You boys should learn to read labels if you're going to fight in a lab. Wasn't our original plan, Agent 2 pointed out. What is this thing? 
Mansect, I managed to mumble. The world was starting to spin a little. Good a name for it as any. Ace, tie it to that chair while I keep Ray from bleeding to death, would you? Half an hour later, both the Mansect and I were coming around, and somebody had fixed the lights. The monster didn't look any handsomer now that we could see it clearly. Dr. Hedison, I presume. Agent Seven said. She'd found some notebooks after patching me up and had been paging through them. You mean that guy's the doc? Agent Two asked. He's the one responsible for the dead cattle and the mysterious shadows that people have been seeing? Looks like. Ruth replied. From what I can piece together, he was working on some kind of animal husbandry experiments and something went wrong. He might be responsible for a whole lot more, too. My turn to be puzzled. What do you mean? Remember how Doc Tarragon recently said that someone might be behind the giant insect invasion? She shot a meaningful look at the mansect. Tarragon. The inhuman voice of the creature made all three of us jump. Help me. The thing that had been Dr. Hedison chittered. Antidote. Is he saying there's a cure for this? I asked. Two quickly searched the notes again. It looks like he was working on one, but he didn't have a chance to take it before his mutant insect nature asserted itself. Everybody look around. Please, before too late. We looked, still woozy. I had little luck. Anything? I asked. A hell of a lot of honey. Two replied. Food, maybe? I suggested. Found it! Seven exclaimed. As a field science specialist, Ruth probably had a better idea of what to look for. She returned with a syringe of yellow-green goop. His insect-like hands would have made it hard to use this. Lucky it didn't break in the ruckus. But will it work? I asked. Must work. The former Dr. Hedison insisted. Please. His inhuman body was shaking now straining at his bonds, the insect part of him reasserting itself. I'll have to inject it into a joint. Ruth noted. It took a bit of work, but she managed it. Edison's bug-like form shook even more, and an eerie wail escaped his pincer mouth. The ropes restraining him began to snap, one, and then another. And then suddenly, his whole body jerked, and he lay still. The three of us watched in awe as the insect parts of his physique melted away revealing an emaciated human being underneath. Ruth checked his pulse. Dead. She announced sadly. The Terragons are going to be mighty disappointed, I said. But maybe this is the end. If Hedison was behind the giant insects, maybe it's over. Maybe we can mop up whatever's left of the bugs and finally be done with it. Agent Seven looked thoughtfully at Hedison's notebooks, piled on a table nearby. Maybe. She said. But I wouldn't count on it. Yes? This is 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Won't you step inside? What do you mean, what kind of a place is it? It's anything you want it to be. And it's streaming on the Fantasy Network in TFN Audio. The Fantasy Network. Creator distributed. Fan supported. This has been an original story of Strange Invaders, part of our ongoing series of Atomic Tales. Brought to you by St. Euphoria Productions. 
Tonight's episode, Mansect, was written by Stephen D. Sullivan. It was produced, edited, and read by Christopher R. Mim, who played Agent 1, and featured Fred Goodrum as Agent 2, Buster Ace Freeman, Stephanie Mim as Agent 7, Ruthless Ruth Donlevy, and Michael Kaiser as Dr. Vince Hedison, the Mansect. Be sure to tune in next month for more Atomic Tales. Please support the films of Christopher R. Mim at SaintEuphoria.com and the work of Stephen D. Sullivan via his Patreon at PaySteve.com. Join the conversation at the Monster Conservancy at SaveMonsters.com. All elements of this episode are copyright 2021 by their creators and may not be reproduced or reused without permission. Atomic Tales and Strange Invaders are trademarks of Stephen D. Sullivan, all rights reserved. This is the Saint Euphoria Audiocast Network.